Graduation Sunday. I was, as I was preparing for this morning, I was, uh, I was thinking back to when I graduated high school and the church service there. And uh, to be completely honest, graduates, I don't remember a thing that my pastor said. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, I, I, and I just think about this as graduation season uh, is such a positive and encouraging time. Your friends, your parents, even your teachers and principals shower you with praise. Questions like, you know, where are you going to college? Or what are you doing next year? Have become questions that have become all too familiar for you, haven't they? And, uh, and you're overwhelmed with praise, even by the ones that you least expect. Let's hope it's not because they just want you out of the classroom. And uh, <laughs> is there anyone in this room who, re- who can't really believe that they're actually letting you graduate? Don't raise your hand. No, no, don't. Raise your hand. Um, that's ridiculous because I don't want to embarrass you because the people sitting around uh, you today already know who you are. And hey, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter anymore. You made it. Look to your neighbor at your right and said, you made it. <laughs> now look to the left at the one who barely made it and said, really? You made it? Okay, all seriousness, though, all serious, though, congratulations, really. Let's be honest, though, graduation ceremonies can be rough, though. They can be long and boring, and you know there's always going to be a speech with, where someone used some motivational quotes that threatened to put you to sleep. Some of my favorite motivational quotes that have been used in graduation slides are some like these. Be a Fruit Loop in a world full of Cheerios. Be a Cupcake because cupcakes are muffins that believed in miracles. (laughs) I hope your dreams take you to the corners of your smiles, to the highest of your hopes, to the windows of your opportunities, and to the most special places your heart has ever known. Now, some of you may have even gotten a note from your teacher that goes something like this. Listen, do just like St. Ignatius of Loyola said, and go forth and set the world on fire, because you've already done enough damage here. Seriously, though, you are given so much encouragement during this graduation season that, the time, that by the time you actually graduate, you believe nothing can stop you from becoming the next American Prince Harry, Christopher Columbus floating down the Mississippi River, Neil Armstrong landing on campus, or Dwayne The Rock Johnson made at any fit, anytime fitness with your five-pound dumbbells. You may be the next world changer, There is no doubt that I see great potential in y'all. But let me ask you some questions. What happens when you don't measure up to what other people want or to the dreams you have? What happens when you make a mistake or experience a major setback to the plans you might have right now? What happens when you procrastinate and fail one of your college classes or make a bad relationship decision? What happens when you make a dumb decision with your money or say something that you shouldn't have said? What happens when your dreams don't turn out exactly the way you planned them? How will you get through that? How will you navigate that broken road? And will your faith in Jesus still be intact to get you through it? The truth is that I've, exper- that I've experienced and that we know from the Bible is that we all face trials and challenges. Jesus even told his disciples that in this world, 
you will have troubles. You see, the question is not, will you experience failure, setbacks, and heartache, but how, when, why, and where. Think of it like this. Any car that you ever drive or own is going to need maintenance and repairs at some point in time. That does not mean it's a bad car. It's just a reality when you own a car. Cars break down. It's not a question of if it will break down. It's a question of what will, when it will, and where it will. That's why you buy car insurance and warranties for the car you drive. These things help you prepare for what you already know is coming. Even if you buy a brand new Mercedes off the lot, the reality is that it is going to need maintenance and repairs somewhere along the way because breakdowns happen no matter how good of a car you drive. In the same way, even if your faith is strong right now, you are going to encounter challenges. I don't mean this to be depressing. I actually think that a little bit of gut check here sets us up for greater faith because it can cause us to be more prepared for the challenges we face. Anybody who knows me knows my history with cars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, my 2012 Buick Enclave is still sitting right where I left it. Um, it, it, it that was one of the cars that, it, 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 was, it was a car that I would get in every morning and I would just pray, Lord, please start, <laughs> please let this car start. <laughs> um, and it would drive great for a while, drive great for a while, and then all of a sudden, when I would least expect it, or when I needed to get to an appointment, or needed to get up here to the church or something, I'd go to crank that car, and nothing. Uh, there was even a time where I was driving uh, down the 421 bypass, and all of a sudden, the car just turned off on me. Um, middle of the, or It was late at night, I think it was like 10 o'clock. Thank the Lord Marlon came to my rescue that night. <laughs> Um, and we got things figured out. The, the, the point is, things happen at unexpected times. And things happen when we, least, when we least expect them, when we least want them to happen, and when we least, uh, when we least want them to happen. But see, here's the thing. I believe that greatness isn't measured by the absence of failure, but by the character formed through it. That's why James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3 says to consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. But you probably already know that you will face troubles and challenges when you go out into the future, don't you? I think we all do, because we're human. Isaiah 40, 30 says that even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. I could go on for days telling you some of the dumbest mistakes I have ever made and the setbacks I have faced in the past eight years since my own high school graduation. Things like irrational relationship choices, unwise financial decisions. How many of y'all have ever signed up for a 500 a month car payment when you could barely afford it? <laughs> it's just a thing of life, right? Hurtful words spoken, helpful words unspoken, failed ventures, untried adventures. But that's nothing new. And I know I'm not the only one to experience these kind of challenges. If you look around at the people you admire and seek to emulate, the ones you strive to be like, 
they all have experienced challenges and yet have been transformed through them. Why? Because failure through Christ becomes a seedbed of greatness through the transformation of character. My question to y'all today is, will you let your struggles define you or will you lean into Jesus and soar? See, that's the thing is up until this point, when, when you're in school, what are the measures of success? Your GPA, your honors, other, you know, well, those are really the two main ones that I think of. I want to encourage you all today. That is success. I'm not saying we shouldn't strive for that. But what we should strive more perfectly for is faithfulness to God. And that's the thing with Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. This is something that uh, we need to rewire our brains to, I'm not saying GPA doesn't matter. It surely does. I wouldn't have gotten a full ride to UT Martin if it hadn't been for my GPA and my honors. The point being, if I had seen that as my only success, I wouldn't be where I am today. Faithfulness to God is where we need to live and to be. So my question of will you let your struggles define you or will you lean into Jesus and soar? Let me read the passage that comes around verse 30 that I shared with you a minute ago. It says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But, if y'all have heard me before, you understand, two of my favorite words in the entire Bible are, but God. See, right here is where this once again comes into play. On our own, we fail. We stumble and fall. We continue, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not be faint. Notice that this entire passage, it does not say that we will get away, that we will get out of this life without challenges. We will all grow tired and weary. We will all stumble and fall. We will all experience setbacks and failures. These are all just a part of being human. You're not alone in this. Did you know Oprah Winfrey was fired from her first TV job? Yeah. They were scared of her ghost. It was the Phantom of the Oprah. <laughs> Steven Spielberg <laughs> was rejected twice by the prestigious USC School of Cinematic Arts. Thomas Edison's teachers said of him that he was too stupid to learn anything. Walt Disney was fired from one of his first jobs because he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. It's a good thing that greatness isn't measured by the absence of failure, but by the character formed through it. 
Otherwise, we would not have many of the major church leaders that we have. Adam and Eve fell into temptation and sin, and yet God used them to start the human race. Jacob swindled and manipulated his place in his family to the birthright, and yet God made him father of the nation of Israel. Moses, who was full of excuses and could not speak in front of people, and yet God used him to be the leader of the nation of Israel to bring him out of captivity in Egypt. King David was too small for battle, failed in adultery and murder, and yet he beat Goliath and was remembered at the end of his life as a man after God's own heart. Solomon, who had a weakness for beautiful women, was made to be one of the wisest men who ever lived. Peter, who denied Jesus at a critical moment in all of history, was restored by Jesus and became the rock of the church. Paul, who was filled with murderous hatred for Christians and yet was chosen by God to be saved and used as one of the foundational leaders of the early Christian church. I hope you'll see this clearly. If you take anything else from today, let it be this. Greatness isn't measured by the absence of failure, but by the character formed through it. And remain faithful to our God. When we find our identity in Christ, we rewire our success. We need to rewire our brains to not only strive to do our best here and what the world tells us is but first and foremost, we need to remain faithful to our God and use what he has given us to honor and glorify him. If you walk alone apart from Jesus, you will stumble through your circumstances. But if you walk with Jesus, you will soar. As you finish out this graduation season and as you enter a new and exciting season of life, please remember this word to you. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Don't let your struggles define you. Instead, lean into Jesus and soar. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you we thank you for being there for us and with us. Father, I can't imagine my life without you. And Father, I pray for these graduates as they move into this next step of their life that they would continue to follow you closely, that they would continue to lean into their, their Christian community here at the church or wherever they may be going. Father, forgive us where we fall short. Help us to remember to run back to you. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. It's all this we pray in your precious and holy name. Many of you are thankful for his faithfulness to us. Amen. Once again, graduates, I encourage you. The most important thing that you can take away from today 
is to remain faithful to God. Amen. As Scott and Claire lead us in one last song, um, perhaps this is the place where uh, you've chosen to unite and be part of the church family, and this is where God has called you to serve. Pastor Cal and I would love to get the opportunity to talk with you about uh, what that might mean and what that might, uh, the next steps. If you've never accepted Christ, if you, if you are just continually running on empty because you have not hoped in the Lord, you have not found that new strength, I pray that you come and that you would find out what, you, what this peace, what this hope is that we have been talking about all day. As we stand in, as we sing, as Scott leads us one last song.